You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. We were informed there was a disturbance. What's the problem here? There's no problem here. No problem at all. I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is you. People are disappearing and I know you're behind it. What did you say? Huh? Conspiracy theory? That's crazy! No conspiracy here. No, no one's talking conspiracy. Our friend has gone missing and people got a little creative as to what happened to him. What's your friend's name? Hype Faison. We need a location check on resident 155. Hype Faison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Copy that. Your friend had clearance to depart at 0100 hours. He's gone. Wait, he left? That makes no sense. He's my friend. He would never leave without saying goodbye. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not surprised. Sounds like typical hype to me. Thank you for clearing that up, sir. Just doing our duty to protect the platform. Remember, each of you could have a future in the First Order if you wanted. Don't you get it? We're not interested. Go find your recruits somewhere else. These young people are too good for you anyway. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, The Disappeared. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's up, my and Star Wars fans? Hey, it's uh, things are getting a little uh, ugly and complicated on the Colossus here. We're going to talk hmm. about that yeah. to, uh, today, but uh, you know what's funny? I was, I was going to ask you real quick um, about the news. Yeah. And I think the only thing, like, we're so desperate for news, like, you know, uh, a, a Topher Grace trailer and somebody spotting possibly Boba Fett in Solo is is what's what's the big news like this week, right? You know what I mean? It's oh, like, I didn't even see the search, Solo thing. It, Boba search. Fett is in the movie Solo? No, well, it, they, it, it's a super, super stretch. I mean, the helmet doesn't even look the same. It's it's a definitely a Mandalorian helmet. Yeah. Um, and if you if you Google search it, you'll see it out there. Um, it's definitely it wouldn't be Boba Fett the way we know him as, but it definitely looks like a Mandalorian helmet. It's just that's how like we're just we're just craving anything right now. It's like oh this is all we got. But 
I don't know. I mean, that trailer, that ten, that little trailer that came out of all ten movies was kind of neat to watch. That I watched that today. That was pretty cool. Um, but uh, other than that, man, what else, what the heck else is going on? I, you know, like you said, not not a heck of a lot. Um, just to be really clear, this is for the Star Wars Resistance episode that disappeared, not the disappeared part one and two uh, of Clone Wars season six. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a little trivia tidbit there for you guys if you don't remember that's the two-part episode with jar jar binks and mace windu a sentence that still doesn't make sense to this day uh however many years after season six of clone wars aired but (laughs) one of my favorite arcs from that season actually um with all its awesome indiana jones and the temple of doom vibes i but uh yeah (laughs) i just wanted to note that um (laughs) But uh, before we jump into resistance news, I just wanted to remind everybody that next Tuesday, March 5th, um, uh, we, along with uh, with uh, Jonah Marie uh, at Blue Jay Guys on Twitter, um, <clears throat> host of uh, Geeky Bubble and writer and operator, I guess, of uh, of the Wookiee Gunner. Um, she, she actually came up with this whole thing and we're jumping on the bandwagon and supporting it. Um, we're going to, it's basically the one year anniversary of star Wars rebels, uh, finishing. Mm. Um, so basically just jump on, jump on Facebook, jump on Instagram, jump on Twitter, uh, whatever social media platform, uh, you, uh, you enjoy using and just use the hashtag rebels remembered and uh and get in there and and uh and 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 tell tell the the star wars community about your favorite memories of star wars rebels <clears throat> favorite sorry favorite episodes yeah characters what have you um but just get on march 5th and use that hashtag rebels remember um and uh and uh, let's all let's all reminisce about uh about some great star wars stories um so yeah that's the first thing uh and then the second thing here is uh resistance episode titles and descriptions that have leaked i don't know if so i there are also air dates attached to this but i we haven't gotten an official release yet from lucasfilm um or from disney xd i'm sorry uh, disney pr um disney channel or disney xd pr so I don't know how accurate these are going to turn out to be, but um, the 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 episode titles and descriptions I, I I'll stand by. I think that these are these are pretty accurate, but these uh, the dates I don't know because I I fully expect part one and two to air on the same night. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So hmm. next week, March third, uh, or this coming Sunday, I should say. Uh, we have Descent, uh, with secrets exposed, Yeager's crew must evade relentless troopers hunting them down and find a way to reach the resistance. And then No Escape Part 1, Kaz, Niku, and Tora devise a plan to free their friends, but it's upended when Kaz bears witness to the full might of the First Order. And then No Escape Part 2, with Niku's help, Kaz comes up with a risky plan to rid the Colossus of the First Order once and for all. So, um, I was ho- we were hoping that we were going to see Starkiller Base in this episode. Uh, we didn't see Starkiller Base uh, uh, launching its attack on uh, on Hosnian Prime in this episode, but it looks yeah. like we're going to get it on March 10th. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, 
vicious season with the uh, events of you know on Jakku with Poe and uh, yeah, and the first order speech from uh, from Huck. So um, yeah, yeah. Was- so I mean, like if you if you go back into the trailer for the season and you you take a look at it and you pay real close attention. Um, I think that there's a few key scenes that are going to play out in these three episodes. I think the scene with Princess Leia, I uh, sorry, General Organa, I I telling Poe, telling Kaz, I'm trouble with names today, telling <laughs> Kaz to join them at the Resistance base. Um, I think that'll happen in the next episode on Sunday, um, Descent, and then. Uh, and then obviously we're going to see the, those scenes with, with general Hux and the star killer base in no escape part one. Mm-hmm. And then if you pay very close attention to a couple of shots towards the end of the trailer, um, this description of Kaz comes up with a risky plan to rid the Colossus of the first order once and for all. Now, spoilers for the next like 30 seconds, if you don't want to know what this is, but it's in the trailer. So I don't really consider it full spoilers. I, 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 it looks to me like they're going to submerge the Colossus. Wow. That that's the plan. Cause there, there is, there's a moment in a corridor with water, uh, sort of chasing after them. They're kind of running away from a wall of water. And then there's, there's a shot of what looks like the Colossus submerging wow, into the yes. ocean. So secret that the first order obviously doesn't know about about this thing could possibly do. Like you said, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I anticipate that that's what, that that's what we're going to see there. Um, and that's going to be one of the ways that they, uh, that they save the day. Um, Mm -hmm. as I said, a couple episodes ago, the really interesting thing, uh, about the Colossus is how big it actually is. Uh, and, and, you know, we kind of had this idea of, the what was on the surface and thinking that was the that was the whole uh platform but actually it it descends quite a ways underwater and right. uh and who knows who knows uh, we don't we've never really known how long it's been there uh who built it what what its original purpose was we know it now is a refueling platform and repair platform but um, could it take on another role uh, in the coming in the coming stories? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I yeah, I think we've got two weeks of this left. I I think that they'll do part one and part two back to back, but um, but who knows? They might split it up. They might it might yeah. be over two weeks. That'd be an interesting way to to because we've never really had that before. Usually with the rebels and Clone Wars, it was it was all the two parters were. Mm-hmm or finales and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, we were wondering about this particular schedule last weekend. Um, seeing it here, I was like, wow, shoot, there's only after today, there's only three episodes left. So, uh, or two, if they, if they do the two parter together. So damn it, it's, it's, uh, it went quick. And I, I kind of like the fact that they are, you know, ending this particular season, um, uh, and lining up exactly with where the first order starts. So, um, Wow, it'll be kind of looking forward to to celebration, and if we get any kind of clue as to what they're going to do with this show next season, because obviously it's coming back. So, um, man, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. And a couple of things that happened in this episode about where characters go uh, is kind of neat to see too. But um, 
yeah, other than that, I don't know what nothing else really, right? Just uh, like I said, some stories that uh, to pass the time until we get anything from episode nine. So. Yeah, if if you haven't checked out this this incredible video that uh, the sort of montage that uh, that Matt referred to before, I uh, head to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rebels Podcast, because uh, I posted it there already, and it oh. is, I mean the reason why we love star wars <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i it's, mean just all the stuff they put in there Whew, yeah. geez, new movies and everything yeah yeah it's perfectly distilled um it would be nice if there was a little bit more of solo and the last jedi in there but uh and, and maybe even the force awakens but i can kind of understand with the sequel movies why you might be a little bit reluctant because like thematically like you know what's going to happen in the end and you know where is everybody going to end up you have a better idea of it and you can tie it things will be more clear once episode nine comes out and those thematic elements will be tied more clearly to the original trilogy and the and the prequels um but just these connections the echoes and the 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 rhyming uh elements of uh of of all of the movies it's just uh, it's phenomenal it's it to me it there's only one other film franchise that comes even close to what star wars has accomplished and that's uh that's the mcu right and i mean like all credit to the mcu it's done it in just over 10 years yeah and it's taken okay. star wars 40 to 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 build what it what it has um but yeah i mean like I, it's just it's really cool to see rogue one solo uh the force awakens the last jedi tied in to one of these videos with with all of the prequel and and, and original trilogy like it just it's really powerful it's really well done um, yeah and it's great to see like um when they showed han solo you get the 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 solo um theme uh played in well in from the from the trailer from the trailer Right. And I think, you know, and you talked about like there wasn't a lot of The Force Awakens in The Last Jedi. And it's it's tough because these movies are so much about at least the saga is so much about the Skywalkers and you know, throw in Obi-Wan and other characters like that. And it, it's going to be tough to because that's kind of what the theme of the whole trailer was, was, you know, the, the, the saga, the Skywalker saga. And when you throw in seven and eight, there's, um, besides Kylo and Luke, you know, it's. And Ray too, mm-hmm. um, like you said. Maybe once we get nine, and it, hopefully that ties everything together, they can. It, it would it would fit a little better. But you know, for what he did with what they had with with the ten movies out, it's phenomenal. I mean, it was really cool. Like you said, it just that's that's why that's why we love this thing so much. That's why we talk about it. That's why we do podcasts. And there's fifteen thousand podcasts on Star Wars out there. It's because of that. You know, you just watch it and you go, dang, you get the feels watching that thing. So oh yeah. Really good, really good. Other than that, I don't know, man. I guess uh, hit the episode? Yeah, yeah, let's jump into the episode. All right, let's do it. Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Ahsoka! 
So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. All right, here we go with The Disappear, directed by Sergio Paez and written by Stephen Melching. Uh, uh, here we go. On a beautiful day, racers compete above the platform as the crowd cheers. Captain Doza watches from the tower, but is interrupted by a hollow uh, from the First Order's commander, Pyre, who suggests that such events pose a security risk. Doza maintains that so long as he controls the Colossus, the beloved races will continue. Of course, Pyre replies, for now. So, Mike, we jump right into this. Really cool hype is leading. Um and, and this definitely had for me the feel of, you know, uh, episode one and the pod race feel to it. A big, I'm a huge fan of the pod race. I know some people kind of criticize the pod race a little bit, but I'm just a huge fan of the pod race. And this kind of gave me that feel. And even the announcer, uh, Greg Proops was playing the announcer again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't remember the name of whoever this announcer was in this particular show, but uh, yeah, Greg Proops, he's the voice is so distinctful. I, it just, Right there, I got it. But uh, Doza, Mike, Doza sees the races as a positive, like a positive vibe for the uh, for the for the you know uh, people of the Colossus, and that's always been their big thing, right? That's their claim to fame is the uh, is the races, and uh, it just like boosts their morale because the morale has been so low over the last few episodes with the First Order kind of taking over. So, um, of course, Pyre, he's got you know, hey, you can kind of do this for now, but. You know, he knows in the back of his mind this is all going to end here real soon. But uh, any thoughts on the beginning here, Mike? Yeah, I mean, like this is just the 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 police state, you know, military state taking over, right? And uh, uh, the last few episodes we've seen, you know, there's uh, there's a curfew, there's they're they're rounding people up uh, and sort of you know uh, coming down on people for minor infractions, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's all going to kind of come to a head in this episode. Um, right. where I think, uh, uh, they, the, I think the biggest thing is that the first order doesn't realize they don't really know where the line is. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that they're going to come to learn that the, the citizens of the Colossus are a bit more resourceful than they, uh, than they right. expect. And yeah. I don't think that they're, they're working under the assumption that, that they have, um, some support within within the Colossus, and I think it's going to turn out that uh, everybody's going to realize what's up and uh, and and very quickly turn on on the First Order, um, especially once everything happens with Hosni and Prime. I think that that will be the real big turning point where um, everybody on the Colossus is like, "Oh no, this is." This is no good. My fear is that before that happens, Tam will have already joined them. Um, it's certainly looking like that, especially yeah. with this episode. Yeah, we'll get to her more, but yeah. yeah. Go, ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. At Aunt Z's, Niku informs Kaz and Tam that a new race, uh, a new ace race, will be held next week giving them the, the chance to win a spot in the vaunted group of flyers. Suddenly, First Order Stormtroopers enter the watering hole, demanding a recruitment poster. B-12 
be left on display. So many people sort of protest this, including Aunt Z. But like mm. once again, Tam is like, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, right. And she is very she I think with the way that Yeager has been treating her, it's almost like she's supporting the First Order out of like a the a rebellious sort of instinct. Um Right. And that's why I fear if they don't let them in on what's going on. I mean, just to skip ahead to the end of this episode where Kaz returns and uh, and, and the First Order is there and and uh, Commander Pyre is there uh, uh, arresting them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that we see and double check because I think it's in the I think it's in the episode gallery. But I don't think that we see Tam with them, and and I'm I'm a Actually, little bit. She is. she is, yeah. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah, because I remember I wrote it down. I was like, because I, I was t- making a note of actually who was there. Okay. On the uh, when they were getting arrested, so she is there. I mean, if you want to double check that, just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, it. I'll double check it while we're talking. But um, it doesn't really change the fact that that you know uh, it could be revealed that. Um, Oh yeah, Tam is there. Tam and Niku are both there as well. Um, but it could it could get revealed that uh, whatever they're arresting Yeager's crew for, that Tam is the one who who ratted them out, um, or you know told them that there was something to be suspicious of. So, like, I fully anticipate that that being a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. And if it is, then then I could see her joining with the first order. And the problem with joining the first order is that once you sign up, uh, they're going to, they're going to brainwash you. Right. right um, yeah. And then you, yeah, so, you're not going to have any, uh, any real say, uh, <laughs> in whether or not you, you stick with them. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out to see exactly what happens there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I keep waiting for for uh Tam to to come around, you know, each episode you're like, okay, this is where she's finally going to figure it out like, okay, it's just it's still not happening and I think I think you said something Mike about um she's doing it out of like a rebellious thing is that and, and maybe it's because like every time something happens with Kaz and Yeager, she's kind of left out. Mm-hmm. And, and almost, you know, like she talks about we'll get to it in a second here about the scoring on, on the fighter and, and she's trying to figure out what the heck is going on and she I think somewhat feels left out of what's going on I don't know if that necessarily means that she's doing that on purpose but um, yeah I just I keep waiting for her to come around and it's still not happening yet and and Anne Z I mean, it, here's a chance for um, she talks to a, she's talking to Niku about this uh, the Ace Run mm-hmm. and so cousin and. Torah, or not Torah, but Kaz and Tam have a chance to to become one of the aces. And do you think we'll see one of them become an ace before this season's over? Probably I, not, right? I don't think that the aces will be racing or at uh, all by the end of the season. I think I think what we're gonna see is the aces become a resistance squadron. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, yes, I, I do think that if Tam doesn't, hasn't defected, but how perfect is it if, can, if Tam defects, she mm-hmm. can be a fighter pilot, right? Yeah. And that can be a point of contention moving forward. Oh, that, yeah. 
that yeah. you know when they're up there they're they're fighting against tam Tam, but Tam yeah. isn't actually in control of herself and, and all yeah. that sort of thing. Like, I think that that's, uh, Interesting. I think that's sort of ripe for some storytelling. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I hope that that's the direction that they're going. Otherwise I'll wonder what the point was of having her be sympathetic to the first order to the degree that she is the first couple of times where she goes, I don't know. I don't see what your guys' problem is. I was fine with it. But the last couple of times where she's almost like, you guys need to stop because the first order is here to help. It's like, whoa, what, who are they helping? Cause they're not helping you. They're not like, they're, they're actually doing a lot of harm. Uh, so yeah, like I, I, to me at this point, they have to do something around that. There has to be something big with Tam in, in relation to that. And I could see, I could see that being the direction that they're going to go. Yeah, and and to finish off this particular section, um, for, you know, first orders like dropping off like these recruitment uh, hologram things, and uh, they're saying, you know, hey, it's join, it's, and it's not going to be a request pretty soon. So definitely wrapping up here. Uh, soon after Pyre visits Doza personally, he says that all races must be canceled as they pose a potential breach in security. Doza protests, but Pyre claims he cannot risk an accident with the untrained pilots. In addition, the aces are ordered to stand down. The first order will provide all aerial defense. Hive Phazon does not react well to the ship being grounded, and stroke troopers quickly apprehend the fiery pilot. So here it is right here. Um, Pyre uh, grounds everybody, uh, you know, claims it's a security breach, and he's saying, hey, my pilots in the first order are going to be flying around here. They're going to provide all the security. I don't need your aces up here kind of messing things up and mm. getting away, basically, is what he's saying. But uh, a good excuse to, to ground all the aces because that's another threat that the First Order uh, has to worry about. So uh, no surprise there, right, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, like, this is all that stuff that we're expecting, yeah. right? So. Right. right. Go ahead. I, t- t- sorry, where are we? We're back at Aunt Z's? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Back at Aunt Z's, Kaz and Tam debate the situation, and the establishment's owner does not mince her words concerning the occupation. A First Order BB unit reports the descent to nearby troops, who quickly appear to question the citizens. When asked about hype, the stormtroopers report that he was given clearance to leave the platform and has departed. Aunt Z remains unintimidated and unconvinced by the enforcers, and makes her opinions known. Mm. So, again, in this particular section, I I believe it's the section where... uh, Tam notices the carbon scoring on the fireball and she's uh, it's like, you know, what, what happened? What's going on here? Obviously that happened last week with Poe. Again, she's not getting in much information. She's feeling left out. Uh, Obviously she knows something's going on, but uh, right now it's just, and maybe it's a good thing. I don't know that, that Kaz is sensing something maybe, and he's just not going to tell her he either got the secret going and they're just not letting her know at this point. So I don't know where the trust lies on these two I thought it was pretty good, but obviously right now it's some reason Kaz is not going to let her in on what's going on. So um, I think you might be onto something with that because Yeager definitely changed his tone with oh, her. Yeah. Was that last week? I think it was last week yeah. where he basically told her that it was none of her business um, and that she needed to back off. But and I think. Uh, I think that the the implication there is that Yeager is getting really sick of 
Tam, A, questioning his authority within the hangar, acting like it's her hangar when mm-hmm. it's when like she works for him. So I think that bothers him. And then I think that he's got a bit of an axe to grind with her because he, uh, uh, in the previous episode, I think, uh, mentions, you know, when they're kind of having their debate about it. And and Yeager is like, look, this is just like the Empire. And she just dismisses that. And I can see how uh, a, a veteran <laughs> such as Yeager would be very put off by that sort of attitude. It's like, you've never like, you don't understand you've grown up in peace. You don't, you have no point of reference for what the empire did, you know? And, and that's basically the conversation that they have. And, and Tam is like, I don't care. Like they gave my grandfather a job and you know, all that blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but yeah, but they killed a lot of people and they subjugated a lot of other people and they enslaved entire species um, in order to build super weapons capable of destroying planets. And then they blew up a planet. Like, like it, it, I think that for someone who was a part of the rebellion, um, similarly to like anybody who was related in any way to, to the Jedi, um, they understand that the empire is not just authoritarian. They are straight up evil. Right. And um, especially if you know the whole Sith aspect of it, it's like, well, they are they are quite, quite literally evil. Um, And I think that Yeager has that he has that context um, and depending on his backstory, depending on his history and who he served with and who he may or may not have come into contact with. I mean, if he's met a certain Jedi Knight uh, turned Jedi Master at this point in the story. Uh, actually, at this point in the story, he's just a, a crazy old man on an island. But uh, if Yeager ever crossed path, paths with Luke Skywalker, which, you know, like it's entirely possible that he did, then he he may know just how, you know, uh, uh, evil the, the, the Empire is. And when the First Order shows up, walking the walk and talking the talk that the Empire was so known for, I mean, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. history repeating itself we talked about that previously on a, on a past episode right it is it's very similar to some of the conversations happening in our world today right it's like well some people think that this is actually uh that that these uh things from the history are actually a good way of doing things and uh uh it's insane to think it, but I think the thing that, that, that resistance is, is trying to, to talk about is everybody turning a blind eye. Some people even apologizing for and making concessions to, uh, authoritarian tyrants, right. Um, and ignoring the, uh, a, a real threat, and sort of uh, playing it off as, oh, well, it's just a, this is just a handful of people, you know, but what we've come to know through The Last Jedi and through Star Wars Resistance is that the First Order actually has a lot more ships than, they have a much larger fleet, a much larger force than, I think even than, than The Last Jedi implied. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, just, just 
the supremacy and all of those Star Destroyers alone, along with that Dreadnought, were terrifying enough, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But to think that all of those red dots on that map from a few weeks ago are fleets. So let's just, even just considering each one of those dots to be a Star Destroyer with a full complement of TIE Fighters, the, the... the new Republic is, is almost entirely wiped out. And the, like the new Republic military is almost entirely wiped out in the attack on Hosnian prime. So on the Hosnian system, I should say. So the galaxy is defenseless. And then here comes, here comes the first order with, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're not the empire. They're not the, 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 the Republic, um, turned empire. Uh, you know, with with you know billions of clone troopers uh, uh, throughout the galaxy and and the ships and uh, uh, destroyers to to match, but um, but it is something to be worried about because they could very easily start taking over the galaxy just through sheer force. I mean, like this, that's a it's a military coup, right? They take out, they destabilize the government and then start taking territories that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) Um, that's what strategy dictates right military strategy so yeah Mm -hmm. it's uh it's going to be really interesting over the course of the next few months as we learn more about episode nine and the state of the galaxy and just how far the first order has spread and what that time period is i think to me that is the biggest question about episode nine and about resistance season two that that i want answered at star wars celebration Mm. how long has it been since the the events of the last jedi has it been a year has it been five years has it been six or seven years like is this a has it been a clone wars scale uh war with the resistance you know barely hanging on and and gathering uh you know, forces across the galaxy. Like I think we're going to see on star Wars resistance or has it, has it not been very long and, uh, and, and the next season of resistance is actually going to catch up with episode nine. Um, It'll just blow right through the last Jedi and catch up with episode nine. Right. Yeah. That's a, that is such a big question for what comes next on resistance and how much of a story they have to tell. Because if it's been five years, if we have a Clone Wars type time gap, uh, then then we have we have Clone Wars room to play. We've got five or six seasons, right? right. Um, sure. But yeah, like that's the biggest question for me, and and how that's all how that's going to play into the story of our characters, right? Yeah. But I I'm telling you, I would love to see. Essentially, the 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 Rogue One Rebels crossover effect happen mm-hmm. within Resistance and Episode Nine. I would love to see the fireball on screen in Episode Nine. Yeah, shoot, right. they've done it before. Like you said, Rogue One, we've seen. You know, the ghost is in yep. multiple scenes. Yeah, right. right. And Hera Syndulla is is mentioned over the the intercom and chopper is right there like those characters exist in the galaxy 
um, and the story group makes sure that this stuff connects where it's supposed to connect. And I have faith in that. I, I really do have faith in that. Um, and man, if the resistance is a ragtag group and they don't have uniforms and they don't have it's, if it's even worse than the rebellion, like if it's a worse situation than the rebellion, uh, where they are really just like scraping together, whatever ships they can find. I mean, I, if that's the case, if that's where we meet the resistance in episode nine, then I almost have to see two ships within (laughs) that. And one is the fireball. The other is the ghost, right? That'd be cool. Like we got to see what's up with those characters. And I said it, I've said it before and I'll keep saying it until we get confirmation or, or, or denial. I, the best one of the best things they could do for this series as it moves forward is is bring in the the sequel trilogy characters ray poe finn um as much as they can and to bring in if hera is still kicking around in the galaxy but almost certainly 100 percent, we need to say see jason syndulla uh yeah, right, right. We got to yeah. see that character, right? Like like right. why why plant that at the end of Star Wars Rebels if not to for for her. for resistance, right? To me, he actually like when you look at the rest of this crew, you look at the rest of these these uh characters, does Jason Zendula not fit in perfectly? Like right. picture this. So maybe this is a season 2 thing, maybe this is a season 3 thing. But Hera shows up with the ghost and with Jason mm-hmm. and uh, Jason's got his own ship. Maybe, maybe he doesn't, maybe he's in the phantom, whatever, right? Maybe the phantom's been upgraded. We get a phantom three and it's more of a starfighter that attaches to the back of the ghost so that he can keep up with the fireball and the, and the rest of the aces. And Hera becomes their general, like the general of, the aces and whatever other forces uh, are, are, are maintaining the, the resistance hold on, on the Colossus. Like mm-hmm. how cool would that be? Yeah. It'd be so oh. great. It would be yeah. so great. And it doesn't interfere with wherever Ezra and Thrawn are nothing to do with that because that story presumably starts soon after the events of return of the Jedi. That's mm-hmm. sort of implied in that, in the, in the prologue. Sorry, in the epilogue in epilogue, Star yeah. Wars Rebels. That's while sure. Sabine is talking. It's not been that long since the fall of the Empire. It hasn't been 30 years, certainly. So <clears throat> that story can still happen however that story happens, and it needs to happen. And I'm going to go ahead and maintain that that crew needs to be Sabine, Ahsoka, and and uh, uh, Rowan Freemaker. Like I, I, <laughs> I throw that character in there and then, and then we're, we're, we're going to get to it with the Lego star Wars all-stars. Uh, once, once this season is wrapped up, we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about that stuff. But, um, but the, the, there's a, there's a free maker. There's another free maker running around the galaxy, um, in the sequel era. So let's find out where she's at as well. And uh, and maybe she syncs up with these characters. I need those free makers legitimized more than anything else in Star Wars right now. Like, <laughs> That's what you, I know. Come on. Just, yeah. I know. There's people out there, and they're like, they want to see 
uh, Gilad Pelion in the in the movies. They want to see Mara Jade. They want to see <clears throat> basic Talon Card. Any pick a character from the Thrawn trilogy. They want to see those characters on the big screen, legitimized in in new incarnations for the sequels right everybody wants to see that stuff i totally get it that's fine i totally totally understand i want some of those things as well i want to know if those characters exist in this continuity anymore but i more than that so much more than that i want to see the freemakers Mm-hmm. I want to see the Freemakers legitimized and I want their story to be, to be folded in um, because I love those characters. I love that series. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you talk about an old, seeing an older Hera and an older um, uh, Jason. Wow. That'd be pretty, something pretty special to show up in something like this. So yeah, I'm right with you on that. Hey, and Aunt Z, she's obviously taking a bigger, role in this particular episode and she's really not happy with his first order throwing stuff at him and she says people are disappearing and uh, he, like it says here even hype is missing and uh you know tam kind of goes well that's kind of his here's tam again again you know trying to make excuses saying that you know that's kind of the way the way hype is he's kind of a, a flake and he's gone but um we'll see what happens real soon here torah and kaz go to the hangar in search of hype's ship but most areas are off limits. Thankfully, CB-23 provides a gorg-filled diversion, allowing them to sneak past security. Once inside, they discover that not only is Hype's ship still there, but it's scheduled to be scrapped. The First Order must have phase on. They return to Anzis, only to find that the First Order has taken her too. But where? So, yeah, I mean, anybody that's talking any kind of mess about the first order they're immediately snatched up, uh, taken away. And they're going to be, as we find out here, shipped off and they don't really say where, um, I'm assuming, I, I don't know, maybe to work for the first order. What, what would your guess be? Yeah. Labor camp, something like that. I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Standard Imperial procedure, right. And, you know, take all the, take all the, the weirdly shaped, weirdly colored, ones and and uh put them to work building yeah. something um yeah yeah that's my guess I, yeah that's i was kind of thinking that too and and i, I don't know if they would take any of them to use as, as first order troopers but maybe some of the ones that are uh more uh skilled or or whatever they can uh brain mess with them and and yeah. we've, we've seen them do that already or talk about it so uh but they find hype ship and it's locked down and he's kind of confirm that he's gone you know what's going on and um uh we'll find out exactly what's going on go ahead mike you want to continue aunt z hype and and others find themselves imprisoned in a cargo container scheduled to be shipped off platform while hype panics aunt z is determined to find a way out meanwhile torah and kaz go to yeager for help and discover him hosting a somewhat surprising guest yeah so Again, um, there's a couple callbacks too, right? In this area, um, we were talking about just a second ago about how you know people are starting to disappear, and I believe it was the High Tower that, um, or the new trooper actually, that Pyre revealed the First Order's plans to you know talking about arresting uh, Colossus residents who didn't support them. So now you see this plan of action being put into place. And uh, as far as height goes too, I think it, in the High Tower he refused to participate. Um, escorting a first order freighter to the Colossus. So 
it was clear to them that he didn't like the first order. So it's like, Hey, let's snatch him up and get, you know, get rid of him. So all these they're snatching everybody up. Um, and you know, it's, it's off to, like we talked about, I think some kind of camp thing, but obviously the interesting thing here was Tam or, uh, Tor and Kaz, they see, they go to Yeager and Hey, he's there talking to captain Doza. Like, Whoa. Okay. Obviously Doza and Yeager have, you know, they, they obviously talking about what's going on, obviously this plan. And, and I think maybe captain Doza more knows more than obviously he's letting on Mike. Uh, what do you think? I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's the whole thing is, is, is so murky uh, as to like who understands what's actually happening and who doesn't and, and whatever. Right. It's uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think Doza is going to have to come around at some point uh, or possibly sacrifice himself in order to, yeah. to uh, help everybody else in order to save the platform because it's ultimately it's his fault that the first order has gotten their hooks in in the first place, right? I mean, like, to be fair, if he had just denied them outright, they probably would have just attacked with a with a battalion, right? Like, now that we know how many of them there are out there in the galaxy, they can they can obviously uh, uh, deal with what little defenses the the Colossus has, but um, but now at this point, it's like with what's happened it's well he's he's pretty responsible and i think that's what's going on here i think that's that's where these two characters are intersecting right so i yeah. it, it would be really interesting to know what that conversation was about but um and maybe we'll find out uh uh in a little bit but uh, yeah i think there's more to it yeah i think maybe there's some history obviously and and well actually I'll, this next paragraph here, uh, the surprising guest is Captain Doza. Doza finally reveals that the First Order is arresting those who defy them and transporting them off-world, but he does not know where. The plan, according to you here, is to take down the communications blanket so they can coordinate with the Resistance and kick the First Order out. Kaz is adamant that they don't have time for that and leaves to take action. Yeager wishes him luck. So again, that, we just kind of mentioned that here about yeah. this secret meeting and... Um, uh, I, I just wonder, like, is there more? Are we going to find out more between these two, and, and what kind of history they have? So, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the two of them maybe were on opposite ends of a mm. of a battle at some point. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting. Uh, go ahead. Uh, here we go. Uh, Kaz, Tora, and CB23 sneak to the docks and locate the container holding their friends. Kaz wants to steal a shuttle and get them away from the Colossus. If Aunt Z, Hype, and the rest stay, the First Order will hunt them down. When troops arrive to move the prisoners, they work together to take them down. So this is one of the most interesting things here is that as long as the First Order is occupying the, the platform, mm-hmm. uh, these people who are being detained and such, like they're not going to be safe. And right. uh, yeah, I, I, I found that to be kind of one of the most interesting aspects of this is that Hype one of the the defenders of the class is now going to have to leave right mm-hmm. and the other aces are probably going to be wondering where he went but yeah 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 Ooh. uh actually I'll, I'll finish it off here a hype will fly the commandeered shuttle but where will they go set course for takodana and see i have an old friend there who can help us 
Upon returning to Yeager's garage, Kaz finds Pyra and his troops waiting. He places the young spy under arrest by command of the First Order. So, wow, uh, that first episode that kind of ends on this uh, a big cliffhanger here. Uh, and, of course, Mike, i got to mention this here. Um, and Z, she uh, is going for Taco Donna, and we must assume that the old friend is in Maz Kanata, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you think that's anybody else, then that's just <laughs> silliness. Yeah, but for I, sure. I kind of love that because, you know, it's just, again, you know, these worlds intersecting these these – with the live action in this, I just, I, I just love that stuff. And, and who knows if, I mean, could we in, in this resistance go to Taco Donna and see Maz or something like that? I mean, that's totally possible, right? Uh, you know, could, could Maz come to the Colossus is probably more likely. Cause I don't mm-hmm. think that there's going to be much left on Taco Donna to go to pretty soon. <laughs> True. Um, the question yeah. I think is uh, whether or not hype Anzi and and the others were on Takodana when the first order attacked. Um, mm. cuz we're not talking it's we're very close it's going to happen very soon. Um, yeah. and it's kind of hard to gauge exactly how far away we are from that, but it seems like we're pretty close. I mean, if Poe showed up last week to pick up BB-8 to prepare for their mission and presumably he's heading out to Jakku during mm-hmm. the events of this episode. I mean, I don't yeah. know how long it takes Poe to find uh Lor Santeca on Jakku once he's there, but you know, or how long he's he's on Jakku uh before they, they get the 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 data the data stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah. It, we're close. We have to be close. We have to be within days. Days. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and and again, we talked about a cast. Tam, Yeager, and Niku are all there. Yeah, uh, uh, under arrest by the First Order and Commander Pyre. So definitely a big cliffhanger here, and only a couple episodes left to uh, for them to yeah. get out of this. And, uh, looks like we're gonna get that next week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, next week's episode, uh, as long, we don't have an official description, so hopefully this is pretty official. Uh, but descent with secrets exposed, Yeager's crew must evade relentless troopers, hunting them down, and find a new way to reach the resistance. So obviously, their communications have been blocked for a while, right? And they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get through to the resistance and let them know what the first order is up to just yeah. how crazy it is. And I think the thing that's really interesting here is that the, the Yeager's team, uh, Kaz and, and Yeager and crew are going to be sending out a call for help to the resistance. And the resistance is not in a position to help them right now. Um, <laughs> and they're about to be in even worse shape. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I- it's all going downhill from here. Let's say that. Yeah, and and what I'm thinking is like in the descent, which is the next episode, like you have pretty much the whole crew there, and like how are they going to get out? Did they get help from somebody? And the only thing I can think of is is it is it one of the aces? Is it Tora that's going to, or is it Doza that's going to provide some kind of a? Because they're they're caught dead to rights. I mean, they're they have no weapons. Um, they're surrounded by Pyre and and some and stormtroopers. So. Uh, I'm assuming, or I'm thinking, maybe Doza or Tora um, has to come and and do some kind of a 
I don't know, uh, throw interference or somehow get them out. So I, because I, everybody's there, cast. I'm trying to think: is there anybody that's not there with them? I mean, the whole crew is arrested. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens and uh, who helps them get out of this mess next week. But I guess that's it for this week, huh? That is it for this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast on Twitter and Instagram. Sorry, on Twitter at rebelspodcast and on Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the crankster. This crankster with a K. And uh, you guys know we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out more podcasts in the network. Uh, And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. Uh, And uh, second, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and chipping in with your monthly uh, pledge of support. Uh, a, a dollar gets you access to the exclusive Thunderquack podcast, which I'm actually recording later this evening with Amanda, um, where we're going to talk about, ooh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the new Detective Pikachu trailers. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about uh, The Lion King. We'll talk about the Academy Awards, particularly uh, Black Panther and Spider-Verse. And, uh, and the big topic is going to be the Umbrella Academy, which spoilers if you haven't watched it you should watch it uh that's the that's uh, i i enjoyed the heck out of it it was so great um but uh that's it for this week's episode uh thank you guys for listening and uh we will catch you on the next one You know what I was going to ask you now, just before we start, we were talking about this earlier. Spider-Man into the into the Spider Verse. Yeah, is that is that canon into this MCU? No. Oh, okay, because we were watching it and I was like, they were showing like parts of the the old Peter Parker in the beginning, you know, like a little yeah prologue thing. I'm like, is this? I don't know. And I, we couldn't figure out. Is that canon? I don't know. Now so it's not part of anything. Technically, because it's the Spider-Verse and it's acknowledging all of the different versions of Spider-Man, technically it's canon with every version. Every version of a Spider-Verse story is always canon with everything else because it's implying a multiverse, right? So, 
if you want to get like super super technical then yeah but it has nothing to do with the mcu the mcu would be an alternate reality okay from the rest of the characters that we see in spider-verse okay but logically it didn't because they didn't see the the new spider-man and no or they didn't really reference it no no so it has it has nothing to do with the mcu but because it's multiverse stuff technically the mcu version of peter parker and spider-man could exist within the spider-verse story Mm. technically but they don't yeah but they could (laughs) yeah see because like there was also a spider-verse comic book there was a like a marvel comic about spider-verse and and the movie spider-verse is loosely based off of that it's more based off the concept than anything it looks like the sequel will be very heavily influenced by the original comic but Mm. this one is more um like just taking that idea and and some of the inspire some of the characters are inspired by it but Mm. Um, okay. but yeah, it's its own, it's its own thing completely. But my, my son was saying that in uh, what movie was it that they kind of referenced uh, Miles Morales? What movie was the, one of the MCU movies? I would say, I guess, Spider Man, yeah, yeah, they do, they do reference a version of Miles Morales in Spider Man Homecoming. So Donald Glover's character in, in say, Homecoming yeah. is. The Prowler. Oh, okay. Um, but he's not the Prowler in the MCU, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, so I missed that, but I, I kind of missed the whole. Yeah, he he awesome. mentions he mentions that like oh he's he's, you know like he doesn't want guns in his neighborhood. He's he has a nephew, or whatever, right? And that's referencing Miles Morales, but. Yeah. The timeline would probably be a little bit closer to Miles being like ten or eleven at the at the moment. Like he's he's supposed to be younger than Peter Parker, so it all depends on which version of the characters you're talking about, though. Because yeah, in in Spider Verse, Spider Man is like in his late thirties, right? But in the comics where Miles Morales was introduced. Miles was like 15 and Peter was like 16 or 17, right? So like there really wasn't that big of a difference between the two of them. And Peter Parker dies and then Miles Morales takes on the mantle of Spider-Man. But um in the current comics, Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe is in the 616, which is the main continuity for Marvel Comics. And Spider-Man from 616 is also there, and he is, like, the late 30s, like, like so, yeah, standard that's like, Spider-Man. Uh, is it, so that's kind of what he was in Spider-Verse, right? It seemed like Spider-Man was older. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then he ends up dying. Because I'm only halfway through the movie. Is he, is he dead, or is he... Blonde Spider-Man is dead. Okay. Blonde he Peter did. Parker is dead. Yeah, yeah, he dies. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, chubby Spider-Man, is uh, he's there throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. Cool. All right. There's the lesson. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> arguing over it. Not arguing, but like, I don't think it is. Okay. 